0: Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. This week on Heart and Hand, well, fuck. <laughs> So welcome to Heart and Hand Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. I am your host as always, and joining me this week is the master of mellifluous melody, Martin Ramsey.
1: How are we, David? Th- I've been um, better. D- yeah, uh, as usual, I'm, I'm wheeled out to. Um, yes, I got you on after. I,
0: I, I got you on after the title one.
1: That you did. Will,
0: yeah. That will sustain you yeah. through this. Um, yeah not great it's a compliment the reason that i get you on doing this is because i think that you retain i'm, I'm some, not
1: super scoreboard
0: yeah you retain some measurement and i think we've seen some some wild opinions just in our circle uh as well as social media and we will try and balance it but the overriding feeling last night and today as we record this is just anger annoyance upset and I, I, we'll talk about where we balance this and context and whatnot, but I'll be in the cold goal ground when Rangers going out of a cup, especially at Ibrox and especially to a team, you know, X amount of points below us doesn't send me into a rage.
1: Especially when we are not exactly swimming in, in, in trophies and in recent memories of, of success. I get we all have priorities One trophy does not equal the other. We know what was important this season and what is important every season, which is to be champions of Scotland. Uh, Then there is some kind of European ambition and and continued, consistent performance and respect. And maybe one day, maybe one day, we'll we'll get to see Rangers uh, lift something there. And then it's the Scottish Cup, then it's the League Cup. And I know there's a distance between those. But they still count. And when you're a club that shows itself to the world it defines itself by just collecting up silverware um, I never really understand that the, the, the total shrug um, especially in the, the, the era in which we're, we were living um, didn't happen often obviously in, in, in the 90s especially in, in finals um, but you... <laughs> You could kind of say, well, you know, can't win them all. And, you know, we've seen, you know, 20 odd trophies in 11 years or whatever it was. Uh, but, you know, where are all these cups that were so just bloated and, and, and blase about? Um, And I also get the, the argument when you go back to 2008 the did the, the, the Queen of the South final make up for, for winning, uh, missing out, winning the league and missing in Manchester? Of course it did not. Um, cups are never a, a replacement. Or an ideal replacement Or an adequate replacement for a league title um, But joining them up is special One in the double is special um, And just Racking up the numbers again um, Especially when you're Rangers As I said who We literally define ourselves by this and, and nothing else We win things um, So yeah Really We'll go over it you know, don't worry, by the 15s I mean, we were, we're lifting the most important trophy up again. We won't still be sitting gunning about it, but it's very, very frustrating and the manner of it yeah. um, was, was clown car stuff, I guess. Yes. That's,
0: I think, a big thing that, that we'll talk about today, but yeah, look, see, unless you are, as in most arguments, on the extreme of either wing, which is, on the one hand, look, it doesn't matter, or on the other Sat, Gerald. this is appalling (laughs) Then if you're at any space In between those Then I think that you are right It's fine to be Disappointed, it's fine to be angry It's fine to be hurt It's fine to be saying Okay, but I'll try and place this in context And overall it's not A disaster or anything All of those positions are absolutely fine And they can coexist with each other I know our society these days Old man yells at cloud means that you've got to take a position and then you've got to die on the hill that you've chosen but i I don't think real life works like that so i think if you're at any point in between those two they're perfectly valid viewpoints to hold it's just a personality thing however you go about your business what i will say though is you're absolutely correct in your assessment of what it means up against what we've already achieved this year Had Steven Gerrard won both Cups this year and Celtic were currently booking an open-top bus for their 10-in-a-row celebration, then there would have been a serious conversation still to be had in the summer about Steven Gerrard's future. And if Rangers were to win the league and no Cups next year, there still wouldn't be uh, uh, if they were to do well in Europe. Europe is a bit of an odd one because us as a supporter... I think there's an element of paying lip service to it. I think deep down we would all rather win the Scottish Cup and League Cup than do well in Europe. I, I believe that. Uh, I think we all know logically that Europe is a place to be. Um, but I think deep down there's a primal thing about winning silver because of the reasons you touched on. But the reality is that we are not winning leagues if we are not doing well in Europe because the financial aspect of it is just so much. And we've got it's also important and so much of our income. That if Steven Gerrard had won three League Cups, he, he won he third one this year, or you know a League Cup, a League Cup, and a Scottish Cup this year, and had gone out in the qualifying rounds in Europe every year, we wouldn't be the League Champions. That's a fact because we would not have been able to build this team.
1: Oh, you're absolutely right. I I I'd, absolutely I'd disagree, and I think there's there's, there's maybe a. a, a I don't know a newer generation maybe um, who do see Europe in a in a different light certainly to to, to what we we grew up um, seeing and in terms of its importance, the, the, the link is so obvious.
0: I think they uh, see it, I think we all see it and we all get oh, it I'm okay. talking about, I, I, emotionally I though um, I I, credit I, is not given for European success the way that it is well, put it like this, the European success this season has not been taken in I think at all into consideration when people are talking about the cup defeats
1: a lot of that's reactionary uh, i can only speak for myself and you're probably right but i do think europe's important hugely not just financially i think for um just the, the, the we're talking about status here i don't know we? we go back to my point earlier about how we sell ourselves to the world it is important that we are still in that conversation and continuing to progress in that kind of linear fashion that we have under Gerard, so so I I do, I I would you know, League's always number one, then I want to see something in Europe and and the the two Cups are further down, but they're not miles away, you know, I I still think they're important, they do not and they would not make up for for another title this season they're just good and important companion pieces to that and we we, we do love our doubles and, 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 and trebles, obviously so it Basically we're sitting here David There's no excuse for Rangers being out of the Scottish Cup And If you've won loads In the last 10 years you can maybe kind of Shrug it off but I don't think Rangers fans Ever really shrug off nah. a cup But nah. it's it's just uh, it's, it's the manner It's the nature and perhaps we're all Guilty fans, players alike Of just assuming after a couple of weeks ago um, That We'd we go on and, and do this um, But our cup record really shouldn't have given that ultra confidence, I don't suppose.
0: I said on here a couple of weeks ago that I was more worried about St. Johnson Mm -hmm. than I was about Celtic. Uh, And unfortunately I was proved right because I knew they would raise their game to play Celtic. I knew, or not raise their game. I just knew that they would be Be utterly focused on it and they were. Um, There's no doubt overall, since we won the title, we've dropped off a level. And I think that it's unfair when people say things, oh, they're just not trying anymore. Of course they're trying. That's what they, You think they want to be taking all this this criticism. It's, it's silly, right? But consciously or unconsciously, they, I think, had set themselves a target. They'd they placed a flag and say, right, we need to reach that. And they reached it and they had their head down and just ran for it and didn't stop and they were relentless and they got there. And then, maybe it's human nature, I don't know, there has been a drop-off. There's no getting away from it. Maybe it's uh, the, the the wee knock you're ignoring. You know, the, the, the extra 5% you just find yeah. goes yeah. because the necessity to do that isn't quite as strong as it was two weeks ago. I don't know. I'm not a professional athlete. We've seen it before. I mean, we've seen it from, from better Rangers teams than this, but even so, there has been a drop-off. They've got by. You know, it hasn't been terrible. There was, uh, you know, obviously lost at home to racist FC, which, which was a hurtful one, but that that game I think was could have gone either way, even on the night. But we've got through, you know, the drop parkhead, you know, beaten Hibs. We, we've we've been okay, but I think that last night was just a really tired, fitful performance from Rangers. I would say mentally more than anything, because again, you know, physically they are professional athletes and they can go out and play for ninety minutes. It's not that, but I, I didn't think that it was a case of that they didn't have the legs it was to me mental tiredness because they're not picking the right option they're they're running up blind alleys they're they're choosing the wrong pass they're miscontrolling the ball there's a lot of what we i think give the overall term Martin the sloppiness mm. creeping in and to me it's not so much sloppiness which indicates that if they just focused a bit more to me it's more this mental tiredness when you're not alert enough your brain isn't given the instructions that it was given quickly and clearly enough a few weeks ago and I saw that so often last night and you saw them getting frustrated with themselves and with each other yeah, because they know this is not us this is not the level we're at and I think that's probably what annoys me the most is that Rangers went out the cup last night not the Rangers team that we've seen for the vast, vast, well every game this season with the exception probably of, of one in Paisley
1: well, Certainly I, Brooks, it's, it's unrecognisable from from so many of the performances we've seen. I think there's something in that. Um, It's common in sport, common in football, where a team or an individual has a specific goal, a holy grail, and Christ knows we've built this league title up to be something like that, Uh, that when they they achieve it, and have achieved it in jig time, uh, that there's just a, a natural Uh, decline in in, in that sharpness and that that concentration and that that, that drive because it's all consuming understandably and once fans have calmed down even the more reactionary voices last night, people understand that that this has been our goal because it's been a shared one number one by miles Uh, you see it I don't know uh, what what other uh, examples to use, international tournaments when you get a a shock team um, and they they get to maybe the, the, whether they've always dreamed they getting, not winning it because that's outside of their dreams, but they they they, they hit the level, uh, whether that's a quarterfinals, or semis, or whatever, and they they just can't emotionally they, they don't have anything else um, because they've they've just they've reached it. Uh, uh, Leicester, even um, whenever they they, they they won the championship, the, the immediate fall and that that had to be arrested. So I think that's relatively understandable still should be enough to beat St Johnson at home and, and go through and, 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 and kind of do this um, and maybe if the title was an actual race um, you we know, were still in the, 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 the absolute guts of it just now uh, that that has a, a, a different effect I don't know but after this summer when 55 is put to bed we've all bought the DVD um, how many handsome faces might be on that who knows david but when that's all done and we start again it really has to be what's next oh, and it has to be a rangers side that don't see this league championship as being like everest they see it as being that's ours and maybe with that confidence and with that, a different uh, mindset that's a real rangers mindset one would say but understandable why it's been a struggle to get in there the last 10 years you start to see the cups as being yours as well and you start to see the season as a whole something that you that you you plan for from from start to finish and it it is it does encompass so many other things rather than that's just one all-consuming thing and the mental energy and and drive and hunger um isn't spent uh by 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 doing doing that that one thing if that makes any sense that this just feels more comfortable we should be there we should be in a title race, um, and it should be ours. And I think that just hopefully gives a kind of wider perspective, and therefore it isn't a, a hassle and a and a, a, a real challenge to find the hunger for cups and find the hunger for for even going that next stage in Europe and and, and whatever else. It's just there's just a a wider perspective on on what's possible. Um, but I, you know they're going to get passes, aren't they? Despite the, the, the frustration of the last 24 hours uh, and understandably so but those passes expire at the end of May.
0: I totally agree yeah that, that's who we are as Rangers supporters. Yeah. That's it's why
1: great. Rangers are what they are.
0: Yeah because we do thank you so much for that and you will be honoured for your achievements at Rangers forever but when you're still there it's great what have you done for me lately and that will be the case when we start off next next season. The, as you say, the past doesn't extend into next year. Now it's clearly, and I, I've been guilty of this as well. Said you know one one final, not even one trophy, one final out of six attempts under Stephen Gerrard. But a point, a good point was made to me, which is that well, true, but there were only three players who played in that Aberdeen semi-final, for example. So it's a completely different team. Is it fair to say that it's the it's a mental thing or whatever when it is a completely different team that the only real signifying or unifying factor within that is the fact that it's a Stephen Gerrard team and circumstances are different and whatnot? I, I don't know the answer to that. I'll, I'll be honest. It's It's a question that's kind of put me on the back foot, because initially I was, what's well, one and six in the story. And factually, that's true, Martin. I mean, it is. It's, it's one final and six, no wins. But uh, it is a completely different team. However, do things affect a club rather than a side? Can things get into the head, if you like, of a club rather than... I mean, that's why we... We see teams, and it's, or they haven't won at this particular ground for 25 years, for example. Yeah. Clearly, completely different teams, but uh, it, does it become a thing in that regard in terms of
1: a mental self imposed hood do? Possibly. I mean, we, we've had our issues with the Scottish Cup in our lifetime and a long time before that. Um, and you, you, football's full of, of clubs that just have a problem with a particular competition and you're right, bogey grounds and and, and, and whatever else. Um, it's, a, it's a funny one, isn't it? I mean, I make myself look ridiculous, not for the first not for the last time, um, in our live show and co-winning David Bo, October 18, so just early into the Stephen Gerrard era um, and I made that too neat, too convenient, too lazy uh, assessment that I'm not overly convinced about his ability to, to to win a championship, but I think he'll be a good cup manager because he was a good cup player. And he, he 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 rose to that do or die situation, which is what cup football is, um, and and we, we've been a bit sniffy about it. Uh, we've talked about it already. That well, you know, just the cups and uh, and all that. And if Rangers were chucking out the kids like like they they have done in England for for the League Cup for. 20 years uh, and they're starting to do or have not started to have been doing for, for some time in the FA Cup that I, I don't really think that's the, the issue I know we make big changes at Paisley but um, we try to win the others it's not as if we thought well that's beneath us you know we, we're Pretty much, we're, we're we're League and Europa League. That that's the double we won These these domestic things don't 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 matter. Um, so I don't think we're quite in in, in that place. But cup football is, as much as we can be sniffy about it. It it does test the ball. It is do or die. You don't get another shot. Uh, you might fall behind in a league race and right, okay, you can make that up. And you know we know that's a marathon, not a sprint. And it's a different test of. A team—it's a different test of a manager. Completely, except the, the the personnel has changed, um, but I, I wouldn't completely rule out question marks still hanging over in terms of of preparation and in, in terms of um, how the, the the man management works. There, um, it's just a it's it's a weird old thing. It, the, the, the first couple of seasons, I, I thought they they, they were uh, some kind of reasonable indicator as to. What might go wrong in the league once the calendar turned and you know you're into January and you can see that finishing line and lo and behold, Rangers start you know dropping silly points. Um, but we've come through all those clutch league games. We've shown so much character, so much nerve, for so much game management. Look ridiculous now after praising the the, the team so often this season for um, to go back to Rugby Park at the start of November. Just using that last ten minutes. And having the ball where it should be, which is in the opponent's half. Don't invite this nerve jangling pressure. Um, but we're slipping, slipping back into those those habits now and again. And it's it's a really weird one to to get a handle on. I think we're too involved in it. We're too close to it at the moment. It, it's a question for historians in ten years' time. I think uh, to, to to get a a, a real um, perspective on it. If you looked at this season as a as a whole, then those two nights—the one in Paisley and the one last night—are aberrations. We've not played anywhere close to being you know that, that bad. Any any other time this season, I don't think, unless someone can can pull out another performance for me.
0: Hamilton them. away and, and oh, well, I'm always a garbage
1: one year. But well,
0: on that actually, there is a, I think something that links those three performances, which is you're absolutely right. There have been games that have been very tight this season. Uh, Hibs, sprung to mind and mm. games like that one you mentioned, Rugby Park, or recently Kilmarnock and St Johnston at home, 1-0 up, you know, desperately going for the title. And Rangers have seen those games out, all of them. And actually, the game management in the last 10 minutes or so have been, has been really impressive. Those three matches, what links them is that after not great performances, Rangers got a late, very late goal, a breakthrough goal, mm. And then somehow, with the last kick of the ball contrived, and it was a contrivance um, because it was so many mistakes, you know, it, it wasn't an amazing bit of play by the opposition, mm-hmm. that Rangers somehow ended up losing two and, and drawing one and throwing away two points. But it's almost, therefore, I think, worth asking it, <laughs> is it a case of that they just. Don't react quickly enough that they relax and they go. Phew, thank God for that, and they yeah. don't reset. Whereas when they take the lead with you know 45, forty minutes played, they, yeah. they go right. Okay, the game's not done yet, so there's no switch off. Whereas it's almost like it, and it did happen in the three games I mentioned. It absolutely did yeah. that. The did. just went. Phew. That, well, we did, but we're we, fans. We we're not well. in the park.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's thank God for that. I know you're absolutely right. Those are those are the that that's the, the 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 factor running through those games. Our big challenge this season and one that we have passed with flying colours is uh, you know you get into a, a lead away from home at one of these grounds that you you've kind of designated as being tricky, there's twenty five minutes to go, you're still in the lead. How are you going to manage that? Because we have failed and we have failed badly those last previous seasons. Rugby Park was the graveyard of our Title ambitions, um, you know, Castle as well. I mean, we have to go through them all, but all from winning positions and then late goals. And in the league, we have just, I was so impressed with what, how we've, we've managed that through the, the season with three or four occasions where we've been in that position. Um, superbly done. Right, so we've got a new situation here, which is can you just, when, once that adrenaline's disappeared and you can you manage that uh, or the relief or, or whatever can you stay switched on for another five minutes please and we'll win a treble um it's it's a uh, uh, yeah once is understandable is bad luck it's one of those things in sport uh you know a few times then you you, you have you have you, you've struck on something um and if that's all we need to change next summer the way that we we changed our kind of half hour game management uh for for this season, then, yeah, that's a good position to be in, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's one thing uh, I will say about this Rangers team, that it has proven all this, you know, current Rangers of year, I suppose is a better mm-hmm. word after I've, I've mentioned that teams change around, is that while we as fans will say, well, they should have learned that lesson, they should have learned it immediately after St. Mary's, it doesn't seem to work that way, they, they do seem to learn their lessons in the summer that's when it's almost like they sit down and study what's happened so hopefully it will be something that's dealt with but there's a definite issue with that a friend of mine who isn't an utter and isn't prone to statements like well that's the worst i've ever seen or the worst in the last 50 years etc etc but he did say to me genuinely i think that's the worst ranger's uh, goal I've ever seen as conceded, and I said, "Nah, nah," and he goes, "Okay, what well, was worse?" Um, and the only one I could come up with was Paolo Vanoli's own goal against Infirmly, <laughs> <laughs> because you know when you pass the ball into your own net from five yards with nobody on you, that's bad. But a six foot eight man wearing a bright luminous jersey and who's quite a striking looking chap, you know, he, he big hairy man is standing in the middle of your six yard box and nobody marks them, that is a pretty bad goal to give away yes
1: yeah I mean how many times do we see it happen and we kind of laugh it off Um, but and here, listen there was plenty of profits of doom on, on group chats last night I never felt troubled at all until that corner I felt we'd get something and of course we did and you know as long as it didn't go to penalties once it went penalties no chance um, but there was no one near anyone near him, um, and I don't know why. It was just one of those instinctive things because I think there's a problem here. Um, and we, we've talked a lot and we've uh, waxed lyrical about the the defence of the newfound defensive leadership um that we've got in an organisation, and you know. Obviously, that, that that really soft underbelly that, that, that Warburton and Kachinia gave us from uh, set pieces seems to have of really uh, hopefully been dealt with us this, this, this season. But then you get moments like that. You're like, well, who's who takes control? But I guess goes back to what we we're talking about there, David. Um, it's resetting. See it out. Get a few minutes. It shouldn't be there if we if we're being you know looking at it from from a a, a bigger view. That corner shouldn't happen. And um, again, it's just this you kind know, of game management is a wee bit the same on uh, uh, midweek at, at McDermott Park, of course. Um, it's the use of the ball as a team to to negate any freak weird um, uh, bounces of the ball in the box, or indeed some tired um, disorganisation, as as was the case. But but yeah, um, he's not inconspicuous there. But who, who's in control? Who's into, who? who Who leads that? Whose responsibility is it? Um, But I I wouldn't disagree with your pal, to be honest. The the number of failures, and not least Borna Baricic, on the line. Mm. Um, I I don't think anyone comes out of that Um, smelling nice.
0: No, and as you say, there was this feeling immediately when it went to penalties that deep down in my heart, I didn't believe, but I got the impression the players didn't, and Tav, who, to be fair, is his sick Well, he's first full game back. He's played 120 minutes bravely. You know, in terms of I'm the captain, I'll go up and hit it. But my God, I mean, that was there was nothing in his legs at that point. Um, it, it, and you know, we were off to the bad start. And I think it just it all compounded itself from there. I think that it all looked as though it was it was going the way that it it, it did eventually go. It is a tough one to take for us because you mentioned at the start it's you know not going to wash away the 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 adulation that this team has earned this season and and deserves and it, and nor should it and anyone who is sitting you know fuming today and and saying that it does well okay don't don't come out on the fifteenth then you know if, if it really ruined it for you that much then okay, leave the rest of us to do it. I don't believe anyone is like that. As you say, once the reactionary, you know, just immediate upset goes, I think that people do appreciate what this title has meant. Um, I've said before, I think it's the biggest one in my lifetime and, and, I, and I stand by that. But we do still need to say, right, okay, why, why can't you get over the line? Because you, you had done the hard yards this year. You had beaten Celtic, right? And it's not... You know, a great Celtic team, you're miles better than them. I don't think anyone would disagree. But then the only team I felt that could stop Rangers winning the Scottish Cup after last week was us. And I think we proved that uh, last night. We were flat, we were a wee bit unlucky, but we did miss some glorious chances that would have you know, got us through. And maybe that was the difference because in games previously this season, we haven't missed those chances. We've taken no. one of them and then we've you know i i mean i firmly believe that if Alfie's header goes in we don't lose a last minute goal no i i i think we would have seen it through but the circumstances a slight weakness that we've we've proven that we've had before and it all and it all collapses in itself where i'm regretful uh, and sad probably is that this season now probably probably will peter out because Yes it's an old firm game coming up and yes we'll all go what's an old firm game? These always matter and I I don't want to lose my membership to to the Uber Staunch Club but some matter more than others and this one isn't shall we say one that's going to define a generation. Um, Then you've got Livingston away not the most appealing prospect let's be honest and then you've got title day where oh and there's a game on, you mm. know. So it's it's a shame to me. I, I I feel I feel sad for the players. I mean, I know it's kind of you know on them why it's happened, but it is going to peter out. And I did want them to do well in the cup for me because I'm selfish, but also to give them that moment that day that visual that probably
1: now they won't get. Um, yeah, obviously uh, the Peter Now thing. Well, if we if we knocked out early and won the league at the same time, that's Peter Now. That that's looking at the whole of April and May, thinking what 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 is this unbeaten thing? That that's a bit more daunting than three games. Um, now this whole Firm game isn't going to be. Uh one for the ages because there's there's not a lot riding on it other than the kind of unbeaten. I I was on extra last week. I still think that if we can find, again, uh, another boost uh, in terms of energy and and, and drive, whatever, I think they're there for the taking in in a big way and it would be good, very good, in fact, to, to kind of round this season of all league seasons off with an absolute pounding. I think I think they're right for that personally. Whether we can find that energy, of course, for reasons we've, we've discussed, is, is maybe something else. Um, Livy would be the one. Livy is always the one that um, I don't think anyone particularly looks forward to. Um, the Aberdeen game—I I've seen, <laughs> I've seen Rangers teams play Aberdeen the last day of the season to, uh, you know, lift the trophy and forget that there's a game on and you know, three 0 Did we lose at Ibrox once? Um, there, there is a bit of the, the Lord Mayor sure, uh, show about that, um, but it's still an occasion, and you know they, they do want it to, to go in that that in mean, this weird set of circumstances, off the back of, of of a win, off the back of an undefeated league season, which is still remarkable. It's something you and I have not seen a Rangers team do, um, and all of this, all of this conversation that we're having just now, David is it's the responsibility of the management to to see what they can eke out for another three games you can always paint something in a different light you can always add um at least some kind of or some kind of, of of impetus to um to a contest um, that, that's kind of the job of management i would have thought
0: is there a, a slight concern I was concerned going into the game. Scott Arfield uh, had suffered an injury in training. and um, With Ryan Jack out and Bongani Zungu suspended, it meant that we literally had no midfield options on the bench. Um, we had five forwards, which is great. But it does point to a squad imbalance.
1: It does. <clears throat> it's the same squad imbalance that we were talking about last summer. Um, <laughs> every fan wants, you know, a... Uh, a new striker, always. Um, I don't think we were overly concerned about St-Arts, but we, we did well, obviously, with the uh, the, the, the Balligan um, uh, option, which has been very, very useful. But we were all concerned about a midfield. Um, uh, Jack's injury issues um, have been a problem. Arfield's injury issues were well known. I, I don't think he ever stays fit long enough and so that's an energy problem we've been saved by two things i i, I guess um Glen said had a, a a level of consistency that i wasn't sure he he had he obviously shown glimpses of 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 that that kind of midfield work and that kind of midfield role but his consistency this year has been outstanding and steve davis has had an indian summer none of us were predicting that last summer um Could he have a role to play of course hugely experienced hugely intelligent gifted classy footballer but the 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 games he's played the the role he's played within those games has been incredible it's been brilliant I don't know if we can rely on that again next summer so it's still the big issue um for for us to get right I'm not saying we got away with one because of 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 Davis and Kamara really really stepping up to the plate but I'd be concerned if we were speaking again this time next summer, or sorry, um, the 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 end of this this, this close season, um, and all we've got is a, a kind of unknown talent that we've kind of got to have a look at, a try before you buy kind of thing. Um, I think we we badly need some recognisable, dependable quality in there.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that last summer it was the priority. It, we didn't really address it, but because of the players that we've had, I think Glenn Kamara's been superb this season as we well. at another level, really, from, from what he'd been previously, that, that we have not got away with it. That's not fair. These guys are there. They're being paid good money. They're there for a reason. Um, Scott Arfield's form in the early part of the season was absolutely terrific as well. So I do believe that we, you know, it, it's not... Fluke, it's not fortune But we could have been in a bit more Trouble than we've been And we definitely will be Next season if we don't address it So for me, I, I'm with you on that one That That is the key area that I think we need To deal with, I look round the rest of the squad And I'm quite satisfied with it uh, Maybe even need Some pruning mm. in certain areas But in midfield I do look at that And I say we could actually do with not only One or two real quality upgrades But also even a supporting cast coming in that that can provide something in there. Maybe even look at, you know, some of our youngster, Stephen Kelly, has been impressing this season and, and can he come in and, and start to feature? But, I mean, it would at least have been handy to have him on the bench last night, for example. <laughs> um, you know, because we, we literally did have... have five forwards. Um, On that then, a couple of individuals that I just want to talk to you about. I've seen an awful lot of chatter about on social media, on our website um, com, folks, for those of you who uh, well, uh, sorry, it's patreon.com even, uh, forward slash heartlandhand and a lot of discussion about two players in particular. One is Jack Simpson. Now it's obviously unfair, even to me, to bring this up because he has barely played and we know that, but you only get one chance to make a first impression. And certainly from what I'm reading, jury out would be the fairest term. He will have to put together, I a, a, a would say, a, a good run of form, whether it be in the next few games if, if Philip Hillander suffered an injury or whether it, it be at the start of next season, I think, because Rangers fans, once they make their mind up, fairly or not, by the way, for anyone who seen, how can you say that, David? You're absolutely right. He's barely played. But fairly or not, once Rangers fans make their mind up, it's hell of a different, uh, difficult to shift it.
1: Yeah, that goes both ways. There's some some players are just heroes the minute they, they, they turn up and, and fans won't um, hear a bar of, uh, of anything else. Yeah, uh an awkward start. Um, certainly, there are questions there. But how many games of football has he played in two years? at a competitive level, I'm, I'm not sure we're any double figures.
0: I think he's got some like 25 career games before he yeah before he
1: arrived. Yeah, um, and, and I mentioned this to Cammy on on extra last week that listen, our our window last, two windows this year have, have been have been really good. Um, the best I think we've had uh, we've, in areas of the pitch, some areas of the pitch, not all, we've got options rather than backups. And that, that's been so important, especially forward uh, thinking, David. Um, all of these guys have just had their purple patch. Um, Haji and Aribo have, have, have turned it up um, for uh, spells. Um, you know, Ruth carried us through through December. Um, we didn't really see Alfie really until Pataudri. Uh, in January, and then he kind of uh, propelled on. So that that's that's been that's been great. Um, but we've had a core, though, still, of maybe what fourteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. um, that the managers depended on and really believed in. And you know, we've had our injury issues and COVID issues, like everyone else. But it's not been. I don't think we've ever used the word injury crisis. Aye, Which is a blessed relief, to be honest. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, we my, grew up with that consciousness of Rangers <laughs> yes. like that that has never been too far away. Um, we we grew up with one that lasted twenty five years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I did say I wasn't going to be super scoreable, so we'll not get any why why that might have been. But it's meant that as, as great as this trust is in this kind of core of fifteen, those outside of that, how are they supposed to just whenever they're called upon? after six or seven games are doing nothing, supposed to just kind of walk in and, and, and look the part. That um, if you if you do have a squad that you're, you're, you're hoping to rely on, then that squad rotation, that management, probably needs to be a wee bit more. Um, and these guys are seeing game time. Um, but again, it goes back to the, the crux of this whole discussion, David. Are you going to risk... Fifty-five at any point um, through, you know, um, messing around, uh, it's, it's such a fine balance to to, to strike between um, being the tinker man as, as Ranieri was, or um, running your your core group into the ground and the peripheral players having no touch, no confidence, no feel, no relationship, no chemistry with with many um, of their teammates when they are actually asked to do it, so it's not a huge surprise and it's an interesting one, where does he where does he break in um, maybe a barnstorming performance on Sunday would start
0: wouldn't hurt, wouldn't hurt um, the other one is Kamar now Kamar had a very bad night last night there's no doubt about that from uh, not running the, the ball into a corner I thought he was fouled to be honest but um, even so uh, bad decision making and then missing his penalty, which is unfortunate. But I think when you take a penalty in a certain way, you might leave yourself more open to, to criticism than certain other ways. And he, of course, had to try to score from the halfway line the other night, and you know St Johnson then going to attack for that and coming too close to get a people notice. He's had a strange season. Kimar with some absolutely superb performances, brilliant spell, uh, probably sort of. November, December, where he was absolutely Mm -hmm. terrific. A lot of time injured, which I think everybody had to know about when he arrived. And I think that there is a, a, a legitimate wondering among the Rangers' support as to whether or not it's a case of maybe shaking him by the hand and thanking him for his contribution to 55 in the summer and getting their money back or persevering with a guy who clearly is talented, but can we rely on them and again i realize i'm being harsh there but these are the discussions you've got to make when you've got a limited budget
1: there's a fair discussion i don't think anyone should be surprised that the kamar roof season we've seen that is as kamar roof that's what you're getting um you will have let's say october to december he was a diamond an absolute diamond um the ability and the intelligence to do things that no other player was 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 doing, uh, the two goals in Europe being sensational of course, um, but some of the, the, the dirtier work I'm um, just to, to kinda of grind through December. Um so you'll get a lot of that or you'll get some of that. You'll absolutely get some um time of the season where you'll not see him because he's injured. That's the deal. Um and sometimes where he's, he's he's just off it. That's that's his, that's been his career. So I, I don't know what anyone was was really expecting. Otherwise, um, is it too harsh to say he's been an expensive cameo? Maybe I, I don't mean it harshly. Um, well, was he's seen he, the he best have, for a quarter a, of the season?
0: Was he a qualified risk in that regard?
1: From yes, you know, so because it's without bit, that, we without don't that, that quarter decide, of yeah. the season, um, I don't, I don't really want to to think about where we would be, um, possibly in a real title race that kind of goes to the wire and then you're talking about do or die games I'd rather not test that at this minute so he's he's been worth the signing this season but I take your point, there's a conversation there it's a conversation that ultimately Ross Wilson and Stephen Gerrard have and and take obviously uh, about whether you can have that over a three, four year deal or whatever Um, but I don't know why people are getting hot and bothered about it. that's Kamaraf but that, that it'd be great to have him the the, the October um December to December for, for the whole season if we did we would genuinely have a 20 million pound striker on our hands.
0: Mm, no I think uh, right, that's
1: but it, we that, that that's just not not possible. So this season the the the, the qualified risk has been proven to be um a, a good one because he he has shift and I mean, I think all the tackles Davey, I've had these be purple patches. I don't think any of them have been consistent from top to bottom uh, of the season and that that was his um at a traditionally um awkward time of the year at home and abroad and um no i I, I still think he, he gets a pass because that's that's what you were getting.
0: Well then, that's uh, uh, that'll do us for discussion. Uh, rather painful, but yeah, we'll we'll get over it. We'll refocus. We've got an old firm game at the weekend, and we do have a rather large party to look forward to in a few weeks, which I know for for one, I'm going to enjoy. Uh, I'm sure you will as well, Martin. Uh, we've got a, a rather pleasurable announcement to make, and that is that today, thanks to the largesse of the Hand community, we were able to donate three thousand and seventeen pounds to the Rangers Youth Development uh, slash Rangers Benevolent, X Plus Benevolent Fund uh, Corporation. So I'm absolutely delighted by that, £3,017. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, all of our patrons who got involved in that. We really appreciate it, and we'll be doing more. Hopefully, we'll be able to get out and do things like live shows and whatnot, and we'll be continuing to make donations to that. But I was really proud of everyone in the Heart and Hand family for allowing
1: us to do that.
0: Right, my thanks to our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers, and my thanks to the ever-wonderful Martin Ramsey.
1: Pleasure's all mine, David, even on weeks like this.
0: Cami will be back later in the week, folks, with Heart and Hand Extra when he will preview the match against Celtic I'll be back here next Monday if we win Martin I'll get you back on because you're right you do always get the defeats so and if we lose Martin I'll get you back on because you're right you do always get the defeats so thank you to everyone for joining us and we'll be back soon till then take care bye-bye Podcast Network.